God will get you for that. <laughs> Maud is owned by Shout Factory. God will get you for that, Walter, is produced for entertainment purposes only. Sponsored in part by Finley's Friendly Appliances. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the pilot episode of God Will Get You For That Walter. My name is Tom Cat, and I'm joined by my co-star, the Tony Homeper. Hello, everyone. We just finished watching uh, the, uh, not the pilot episode of Maud, but no. we finished watching uh, Maud's uh, introductory episode of All in the Family. Uh, to those unaware, All in the Fa Maud was a spin-off of All in the Family. Uh, Norman Lear approached B. Arthur of being a guest on the show, and from there, the the I think it was CBS at the time or the NBC. Yes. The CBS. C I think it was CBS. Uh, producer said we have to get that girl her own show. Absolutely. And um, one of the reasons why we decided to do this was because Maud isn't very well known in syndication. No. And and from what I've noticed, Maud never seems to do well in syndication. No. And uh, and the funny thing is, I mean, everybody really knows B. Arthur. Everyone knows B. Arthur. The Golden Girls. Yes. And they they talk about you know all the the issues that the Golden Girls explored. Yet, Maud explored pretty much all of those same issues. And then some. And then some. Prior to the Golden Prior Girls. Prior to the Golden Girls. And I think that's one of the reasons why... And even when... Uh, uh, so to those unaware, I am a B. Arthur impersonator. No. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one of the things that I've been doing is I've been doing a little thing called Maud Live. Where uh, it would be me and a small little cast where we would read certain episodes... And uh, one of the things that I've noticed is that people will comment saying, "Oh, I wasn't allowed to watch Maud. Yes, I, it was it was it was not appropriate for us to watch that." And I'm like, "Well, why?" And then, of course, rewatching Maud, I'm like, "She's a very opinionated woman." Norman Lear, uh, not even Norman Lear, but the writers of the show wrote Maud to be a very, very militant, aggressive feminist during a time when that wasn't really the norm. No, like so many people were used to. Um, Oh God! Why Donna you... Reed? Donna Reed, uh, Mrs. Brady. Uh, thank you, Mrs. Brady. All, all those. Um, uh, we'll leave it to be uh, uh, June Cleaver. June Cleaver. June yes. Cleaver. And, yes. and Maud broke that. Maud mold. broke the mold. Yes. Maud broke the mold. And uh, you know, it was just—it's it, always so fascinating to see an evolution. Because in true to form fashion, I've watched all of Maud, but I haven't really watched all in the family except for a few episodes here and there. Right. And. Um, when I would watch the All in the Family episodes, it was just, it was so nice to see Archie get put in his place. Oh, yes, absolutely. And especially by someone who was not only taller than him, but I think yeah. louder than him, too. <laughs> she really could give him what for. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just, it's fascinating re-watching the, uh, the first, the episode, the introductory episode. And just seeing the interaction between Edith and, and it's so unfortunate because... As soon as Maud started, there was nary a mention of, of, of the bunkers. Of the bunkers, There was right. never a mention of the bunkers right. after that. And I don't know if that was the thing that they did during for sitcoms in the 70s. where Because they even did the same thing with Good Times and the Jeffersons. Right, like, because Good, uh, uh, good Times was good a spin-off of Maud. Spun-off of Maud. Yeah. Yeah, and you really didn't see... You never... They even changed the names. Like, well, Florida... When it came to good times, Florida remained Florida. Yes. Esther Roll continued playing Florida. Yes. But um, 
Henry Evans became James Evans. Right. And they didn't live in New York. They lived in the slums of Chicago. Right. And just, it's it's just fascinating to see what the creators and the producers said would work. Um, but that we can we can certainly yes. discuss we can certainly discuss good times later on because that is that is definitely a point of interest when it comes to Mark. but we digress but we digress <laughs> <laughs> but but you bring up a good point because in the All in the Family episode mm-hmm. they uh, Archie was saying how Maud had two husbands that died yeah. but in the show in Maud she had four ex she had three ex husbands and then her present husband Walter. And didn't didn't they say that she had divorced all of them? She so oh my god now you now I'm trying to trying to process all that in Maud she had four husbands there was Barney Chester Albert and Walter and those were not the names those of those were husbands not that the they names of all the family yeah those were not the names <laughs> that were used in this episode of All in the Family <laughs> I think it was um, Fred died of a brain hemorrhage and Bert died of a of a seizure of a heart seizure right. or, yes, or something like something that. to that effect yes but it just it's interesting to see uh, interesting to see that but later we do actually get to meet uh, one of Maud's ex husbands and it's oh, not somebody that was mentioned in in the episode of course not I don't even I don't even remember that. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, I did watch the Maud episodes, some of them, yeah. when I was a kid, mm-hmm. when I was at my grandmother's. <laughs> I did, was not allowed to watch them like at home with, yeah. with my parents. My, you know, that Isn't was that like something else. You know, that that was considered like too uh, controversial. Too controversial. My grandmother were... just she she wanted to watch it and she didn't care. I was there, so I mean, when I first. When I met B. Arthur, when I say met B. Arthur, I literally met her in passing. Excuse me. Um, I had told my mother that story, and my mother says, you met Maud. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking my, it was, my mother grew up during the 70s, and she, she was a, an adult woman in, her, in the 80s. And I was immediately expecting her to say, you met Dorothy. Mm-hmm. But instead but of saying, you met Dorothy, you met Maud. So that leads me to believe that my mother was able to watch Maud. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I wish that Maud was able to do better. I do, I wish that Maud was able to do better and, in syndication. And I'm quite depressed now because I realize that uh, your mother and I are the same age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's it. The show is ended. <laughs> Welcome, it's the last episode, everybody. That's the last episode. No, but it's just, it's... It's one of those things where first let's go over the the premise of uh, of the first episode. I believe it's called Mo- uh, Cousin, Cousin Maud. Cousin, Cousin Maud. Maud's visit. Yes. Cousin Maud's that's, visit. That's where we're going with. That's that's the first episode. The first episode is Cousin Maud's visit, and in it, uh, the bunkers, with the exception of Edith, are all sick. All sick. Michael, um, Archie, Archie, Gloria. and Gloria are all sick with some variant of the flu. And they're running Edith ragged. They're running Edith up and down the stairs, making her an absolute... It, it just driving driving Edith crazy. But yes. of course you would never see that because Edith was always, you know, very doubting and very submissive. Archie! Archie! <laughs> you know, all that fun stuff. And um, Edith calls for Maud to come and help. And Archie is 
rallying against Maud coming and, and helping because And he, he sent Maud. a telegram telling her not and to he come. He sent a telegram telling her not to come. Back when people still Back when people still send telegrams. telegrams. <laughs> I don't know if any. <laughs> do no one, no one sends. No one sends telegrams. Anymore. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't know of many people that still send telegrams. Not I know that there were the singing telegrams. Cameo is actually yes. Cameo. Cameo is a great example of a telegram. A telegram, but yes. from a celebrity. Yes, exactly. Um, I'd like to be on Cameo at some point, but that's that's besides the point. But we digress. But we digress again. <laughs> There'll be a lot of digress. A lot of tangential. There's going to be a lot of tangential stuff. Um. So Maud, going against Archie's wishes, of comes and helps. Yes, and it's just you see this, the 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 um, the blood rush from Archie's face as soon as he sees Maud on the other when he opens the door, and it takes forever. For her to get there, though. Well, there's a lot of exposition. Yeah, there's a, there's lot, a lot of, lot of stuff exposition. in the beginning. There's a lot of exposition. And then it just sort of blows up. Yes. Because um, there were a lot of there were a lot of issues of the day addressed in this one episode. Now, All in the Family has always been a show that, like, was very family-friendly, very, um... Very of the time, very period. It's a, yes. a very period show. Yes, I think. Well, I think when it comes to the seventies, you sort of have to be a period show. Oh, Nor- yeah. Norman Lear was was a genius. But it was a contemporary it show. It yeah, was a very contemporary. Much more, much more so than what we were saying before about those, you know, other mothers yeah. like you know, absolutely, Jim Cleaver and and uh, even Mrs. Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, I, I mean. All in the Family presented a much more realistic version of how people were actually living yep. at, at the time. Yes, and to to sort of see uh, to sort of see Maud interact with not only Archie but like other members of the family. Like she was very warm, and uh, she would cozy up to Michael and, and Gloria, and would uh, made them delicious food. She made them custard. She made them custard for goodness' sake. And she made Edith a delicious breakfast. Made with eggs, delicious bacon, yes. potatoes, and Archie got and Archie got cream of wheat with cheese because it was binding. Because it, <laughs> it was light. But it binds. It binds, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's uh, hearing hearing jokes like that, especially in a in a day and age when like there's so much medication. It, it was just hysterical. It's just hysterical to see that sort of change and shift. Because you know, All in the Family was probably the very first American TV show where you actually ever heard the toilet flush. Right up until up until then, like you know, there was no toilet humor. There was bodily functions did not exist. Not in, in sitcoms. Not at all. They didn't exist. <laughs> so it's it's very fascinating to just see the the change in the shift in sitcoms mm-hmm. from you know All in the Family to Maud to uh, Golden Girls and Two Two One and. Than living single and friend, and just seeing the the shift in sitcoms and and just it's it's interesting to say the least. Oh. Um, so naturally, the episode continues with Maud taking care of the family, and then Maud sits in Archie's chair, and that was always a big no no. That was always a big no no, and even if you pay attention to the episode, you can hear the audience go. Uh oh! Oh no! Like you would hear the groan in the audience. You don't tug on Superman's cape. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sit in Archie Bunker's chair. You don't sit in Archie Bunker's chair. And for someone that Archie does not like, 
that also was like another Even, another yeah, level. Yes, I mean, another level. And definitely. It just. <laughs> the dialogue between the two of them was so good. It was so good. Like Archie comes downstairs and you're in my chair. And? and? What What are you going to do about it? <laughs> and j- just, it was, honest to goodness, watching, watching All in the Family and just seeing Carol O'Connor's, uh, I think he won it, did he win an Emmy for? Oh, multiple Emmys. I think he won several sure. Emmys for, uh, for, for, for Archie Bunker. And... Uh, the things that he says and the things that they said back then, just, just hysterical and also incredibly problematic. <laughs> yes. But the thing is, now, having, you know, lived, you know, yeah, having been alive yeah. at that time, you are not. I was not alive. You were not even alive. I was not even a thought at the time. <laughs> and I remember watching that show. I, 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 of course, I was barely a fetus. <laughs> But I remember. <laughs> I was watching it from the fetal position. But my, my, my parents and my, my grandparents, they loved that show and they loved Archie Bunker mm-hmm. so much because he was saying things that they that, said. That they, they said, you know, not my mother. My, my mother was more of, she was more on the, the Mike side, you know, definitely more, mm-hmm. more of a Michael. But my father. Very he was definitely an Archie Bunker, and the things that that he said um, were the things that I mean. One of, one of the things that the, one of the reasons why we decided to do the show was just to address these sort of issues that uh, were brought up during these sitcoms during the seventies, and how we're still having the same conversations. I remember even once when I posted on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I had done lip syncs mm-hmm. where I was where I was Maud, right. and I was lip syncing and, and reacting to to Archie's to Archie's dialogue, and some of the comments were like Archie was right all along, mm. Archie was this, Archie was that, Maud was such a, a just really 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 brutal brutal names about about Maud's character, and I'm like, are wh- where where am I? Where are we still in the seventies? Are we still are we still like in this this er, this era? I thought I thought it died. I thought it went away. No. no. And what really just grabbed me because we just watched the episode, so yeah. we're, we're we're reliving it now. We're fresh. reliving the episode now, fresh. Where Archie, uh, in order to get Maud out of the chair, he brings up Franklin, Franklin Delano, Delano Roosevelt, Roosevelt, who Maud adored, and Archie couldn't stand. Could not stand. And Archie starts. Spewing these things, um, sort of revising history, uh-huh. and I'm like, hmm, why does that sort of remind me <laughs> of a lot of people we have seen, you know, yeah. currently? Yeah, like you know, actual there you know, was, events. There, there was a there was a meme that was going around saying uh, it was a picture of Carol O'Connor as Archie Bunker. And said, you loved me during the 70s, and then you elected me president. Yeah, right. And in true-to-form fashion, like, I was, I watch, every time I watch All in the Family now, all I can see is him. Mm-hmm. All I can see is him. We're yeah. not mentioning his name. We're not mentioning the name. We're not mentioning However, in, in Archie's defense, mm-hmm. over the course of the show, oh, there's he, did, he did grow. There is, he did, there is he a character did, Archie. Mellow. 
Yeah, but there were quite a few instances. There were a few where, moments where I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually a thing that's happening. He, yes. he said those words, didn't yeah. he? Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. So he, he actually uses he uses one, you know, racist term. Oh, yeah. That, this episode... Not uh, not exclu- there was the there was the one term that he used in this episode, but there was another episode where he did in fact use the N word. The N word. I don't I don't remember that. One. It was he was happy. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was in because All in the Family had a series of spinoffs. All in the Family had Maud. All in the Family had the Jeffersons. All in the Family had Archie's Place. Yes, and I think it was in Archie's Place that he had that he had said the word. Uh huh. And I, I I'm I'm almost. I have to ask a friend of mine who we were supposed to do. Um, we were supposed to do something like Maud Live, mm-hmm. where it would be the where it would be a small cast of people, and we would recite and just right. do a live read of that staged reading, a staged right. reading of of that episode of Maud. And I'm pretty sure it was an episode of Archie's Place. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Check with us. Yes. Check with us. Let us know. And let know. us know in the comments. In let the us comments. know. Let oh, us know. Will there be comments? I don't know if there will be comments. <laughs> but let us know anyway. Please comment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's fascinating what they were able to allow him to get away with. Yeah. And then I, you know, I watch Maud and like, one of the things that you were never, you were never allowed to swear. You were never, no. ever, ever allowed to swear no. on on national television, no. and I think like Archie was saying, "Hell and damn, damn," but you were not allowed to say "ass." Right. You had to use patootie. Right. You were never allowed to say "sex." You had to say right. "whoopee." Right. Um, and if you wanted to say, you'd have to spell it out. Yes. And that's just, just look at where we've come. And I you know. look, you look at shows like um, Two Broke Girls and and Big Bang Theory, and just the dialogue. It, it's it's all of the. All of the naughty. It's, it's funny you bring up the cursing because I remember specifically on All in the Family mm-hmm. there was there was one time where um, uh, Archie was like he was fighting with Edith and he was he was you know had the phone and and Edith screaming at him put the phone put the phone down put the phone down and finally she goes put the phone down damn it and it's like it's like you know it was one of those moments in yes, the show where you're like but like everything you know the audience and Archie they're all like you know are are. Stunned, oh God, and, and, oh God, and, and like Archie's, you know, and he, he calls Edith out for for cursing and things, yeah. like embarrassed, and it, but it was like but that's a, it's very, you would never expect a character like Edith to do anything wrong, or right. do anything bad. So uh, that was again one of the reasons why um, I believe there was an episode where she was assaulted, where she was yes, assaulted. I remember, I remember that, and one. that was a very powerful, yeah. powerful episode. Yeah, because you have this sort of pillar of of good faith and and positivity just be be put in that sort of situation. It was, uh, and, and also uh, there was an episode where Gloria there was, was no, there was also an episode was, where Gloria was sexually assaulted. Sexually assaulted, yeah. And uh, you, you know, didn't see stuff like no, that in a sitcom. You did not see then. stuff like that in a sitcom at all back then. So, <clears throat> so Franklin Delano Roosevelt was was addressed as and was, he was Maud's trigger. He was Maud's yes, supposedly <laughs> Maud's trigger. And um, they, oh, of course, this was proto Maud. I think it was proto Maud. This was proto. I think we could describe her as proto Maud. This was not fully. Completely she formed. wasn't a fully realized, fleshed out character yet. She was just this sort of foil to Archie. Yeah. And I think that was one of the reasons why... So, 
Prior to All in the Family, Maud was doing a one wo- uh, not a one woman show. B. Um, B- I'm sorry. B. <laughs> That's where I'm at. B. Arthur was doing a uh, review called The Shoestring Review on Broadway. And Norman Lear, I think, was a friend of hers at the time and mm. saw her in the show. And then Norman was, I guess, so wowed by her performance. How could he not be? I love the song that she sings in the shoestring. What is she singing that? Uh, Garbage. I don't know that. The last line is, if I am garbage, then take me away. Uh Uh-huh. It is a fabulously funny, funny song. I absolutely love it. Is it on YouTube? You can find it on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. It's absolutely stark. I'll see if I can send it to you, because I also found it on Amazon Music. Mm-hmm. Um, but Norman was just so, I guess, wowed by her performance that he said, listen, I want you to come out, They read for a part, see if you like it. And B. Arthur was terrified of flying. I did not know that. Oh. She was terrified of flying. Huh. And uh, she flew out and uh, read for the part, and they cast, they... Norman wrote the part for her. For her. And uh, um, that the rest is history. Like, the, the CBS execs were like, again, we need to get that girl her own show. Mm-hmm. So they did an actual pilot episode, which will be next week's episode. Well, no. There was there was yet, there was was yet a second... Yeah, there was a second one. Episode there were, there were of two her episodes. All in the Family. Yeah, there, was two, there were two episodes of All in the Family. There was but, two, and then there was the pilot. Then there was the pilot. Yes. Yep. We're, we know what we're doing. We're professionals. <laughs> There was there was cousin Maud's visit, right? And then there was Maud. Then there was just the episode the, of Maud. The episode of Maud. Yeah, and then was the pilot. there was the pilot for Maud that was that was produced. I think later was produced in the following season. Because mm. um, that's how sitcoms work. Where it's yes. like you have the idea, you get the produce. Takes longer than a year sometimes to get a to get a sitcom off the ground. Um, I've been waiting decades for Maud. <laughs> So it's just, it's fascinating to have the sort of conversations that were being had. Uh, like, as to get back to the episode, um, Maud and Archie end up getting into a battle of words over... Um, civil rights. Civil rights. Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Uh, um, uh, General MacArthur. General General MacArthur. Uh, uh, Gibraltar and and Yalta <laughs> and Yalta and Gibraltar. Now I now I, I barely passed American history, so I'm not that. Um, I guess we could say knowledgeable, but you actually lived through that. No, now I don't know that song. Yet. <laughs> We'd have, we'd have to we'd have to call a, we'd have to call a, a, some other drag to call some other drag friends of ours yeah, for, for information about that. <laughs> so it's it's always fascinating to see people have sort of like of the time conversations because you know even with the Golden Girls there mm. I'm part I'm part of so many Golden Girls groups on Facebook uh. and every time someone's like. Well, I heard this on an episode, and I don't understand mm. what 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 happened. Like whether it was about the AIDS epidemic or just certain certain jokes and whatnot that people didn't get. Like the rabbit died laughing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Do you know the story about the rabbit dying? Yeah, well, yeah. They, they, they would used to take the urine samples and yes. inject it into the rabbit. Yes, that used to be the that, thing. Instead yeah. of saying, "Oh, someone's pregnant," it's like, "Oh, the rabbit died." The rabbit died. Exactly. Was, that was an expression, and it meant you were pregnant. Exactly. And um, yeah, I never thought about it. I guess you know, young people today don't hear when, jokes you, like when that. they hear if they hear that expression, they're gonna be like, "What? What does that mean? What does that mean? I'm confused. I'm confusion." 
And then also hearing other jokes like, um... Oh God, I can't think of any other jokes from the Golden Girls. This is ah, this is a moment in history, friends. But of course, well, of course, there was a, there was things about like you know um, the Cold War. And, yeah, know, and, and that you know today was it's like you know no one young people don't have a young people don't have a frame of reference for yeah. that. So when they watch these older sitcoms, and this is this is about me, I, I'm I'm atting myself when I say this. <laughs> but there are times when I'm watching an older sitcom and I'm like. Well, I don't understand that. Mm. So you you do the you do the human thing and you look it up. You, you and research you, it. You do your research and you figure out what the hell these people are talking about. You're right. And you know, I mean, even today, there's still very much civil unrest. There's still very much. Um, uh, th- there's just there's so much going on in terms of civil rights and equality. And you know, you have you have the Black Lives Matter movement. You right. have you have the um, Asian AAPI. Oh, why can't I? It's it's a it's an ana, not an anagram. A um. Oh, for pity's sake. AAPI, which is Asian American Pacific Islander. Mm-hmm. So some to that effect. You have you have that movement now right. happening. There's still the LGBTQ movement. Right. And you know one of the lines that that Archie says is. Uh, Richard E. Nixon knew how to keep his wife at home. Mm-hmm. She was always out in the streets running around with the... He used the term colors, yes. which obviously is a very inappropriate term. Absolutely. And... Uh, don't read us! Well, don't, don't read us! That's actually that's a line of dialogue. Quoting what the character, yeah, what the character said, said to point out how wrong it is. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, he proceeds to say, We didn't know they were there. And it was one, yes. It was one of those moments where I'm like, they didn't know those people were there. How? Yeah. How? How do how? you know? How do you not? Especially like, where did where did all where did all the family take place? Queens. It was, it was in Queens. It was they were in Queens. It I think they were Queens. supposed to be in Forest Hills. Sounds about right. I think they I think they were in Forest Hills. That sounds about right. That tracks. Yeah. I we'd have to we'd have to do our we'd have research. to do our research. We'd have to do our own research. But. <laughs> We're part, you know. Usually, we're drag queens. So we, yeah. we, we don't research. We work, you know, on the where we work on the fly. You know, that's it. We work on the flies, right? Everything is improv. Everything you know? is improv. It's like the girl who's going on. She 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 she's having a wig uh, malfunction. You're on next, and it's like okay. Yep. I guess I'm on. I'm on. I guess I'm going on with or without a wig. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's it really is one of those things where you're you're seeing people continuing to have the conversations that were had such and such many years ago. Yeah. And uh, and isn't it it's just sort of unbelievable that some things just haven't that changed. Was, All in the family was 72, 74? No, I think it started in in the, I think it started in 70. Yeah, I mean it was I early seventies. It was early, it was very early seventies because I know 70s. I know Maud was seventy two to seventy seventy eight. Mm-hmm. Seventy two to seventy eight. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure all in the family was like seventy one. Right, yeah. To whenever oh, the, whenever the heck it ended. It it last I think it lasted like eight or nine seasons. And th- and then became Archie Bunker's place. And then place. became Archie Bunker's place. And went I don't know how long. I mean it was on I think for, Archie's place lasted about three, four seasons. And I think maybe even more. I don't know. I know I know I, it was just on forever. Yeah. <laughs> it was just on forever. They just wanted to give Carol O'Connor all the all, I the, mean, all the all the money. <laughs> you know, and, and it's it's funny how like you know 
actors today, they don't want to be tied to one character. They don't want to be typecast. Too long. And Carol O'Connor didn't care. Carol he had that rode that character until he couldn't ride it no e- more. Exactly, exactly. Although then he did go on to do that, um, uh, what was it, in the Heat of the Night uh, show, where he played the, the sheriff. Where he played the sheriff, right? right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, remember, I remember that. I but you know something? He, he was always, Carol O'Connor was always very good about playing a certain type of character. Yeah. And, you know, I want to say that he was probably, like, one of the last few people that rode the character until, like, like you know, you have your Mae Wests, you have your John Waynes, right. you have your uh, Joan Crawfords, you have your Betty Davises, where you, pl- where you would play these sort of characters that you grew up playing in right. Hollywood. And even B. Arthur, even mm-hmm. B. Arthur was the same, where she would play this sort of strong, imposing, domineering female character. And... Uh, it's just fascinating how today you won't see actors. No. You'll see actors definitely like stretching out their wings a little bit. Yeah. And I love that personally. Yeah. As a character actor, I love being able to play different characters. Yeah. I, I, me too. I mean, even with my drag. Even with your drag, you play different I characters. I play different characters because I get bored. Yeah. So, I mean, I can understand that. But Carol O'Connor, you know, as far as playing Archie Bunker... He enjoyed playing those type of characters. And it worked for him because he was able to play it. And he made a lot of money. Yes, he did. He was probably one of He's the highest He's still making actors. money. He's been dead for how many years? My God, yeah, the estate, I'm I think sure. he died in, in, what, 2000? Something like that. I think he died in 2000. Something like that, yeah. Because I, I remember... Uh, yeah, it had to have been 2000. Like, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um... And yeah, just just continuing to see the sort of evolution of of actors and character actors and sitcoms, it's it's just fascinating to me. But again, we're still having these the same, same conversations. Yeah, the same and that issues. Was, that was one of the reasons why why Tony and myself decided to pretty much start this conversation because if you watch older episodes of Maud, like you'll see things that we'll obviously be addressing yes. later on, but there were issues of abortion. Obviously, that's that's the one that's the one episode that sticks out in a lot of people's minds, and I think that's one of the reasons why it doesn't do so well in syndication. But right. that's besides the point. Right. You'll see. Um, Inter, uh, uh, what uh, not, what the hell is it called? Premarital relations, yes. premarital sex, um, homosexuality. You'll see homosexuality. That was the first show that I, you know, as a young child saw, and and I can't wait till we actually get oh, to yeah, that episode. The, the, but just to touch on it briefly, where you know they dealt with homosexuality, and I was I was like, <gasps> I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's me. You know, no, it's true. Because the thing is, like, you know, I, 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 I envy young kids and young people today yeah. because there's so much more representation of the LGBTQ uh, population. Yes. Than when I was a kid, and I know, mean, bef- when uh, uh, not, not to age you. <laughs> But, Please don't age me any more than but, I already am. <laughs> but when when you were younger, younger, there was only there was only so many ways to represent a queer identifying individual. But the thing is, queer people have existed for years, mm-hmm. and we'll obviously be addressing more on that later. Yes, later when we, on, when we get to that, when we get to that episode, um, but but to focus squarely on this one episode 
and you're seeing you're seeing Edith run around ragged. You're seeing you're seeing Archie be be Archie. Like there were times that Tony was laughing, and I'm just rolling my eyes because I'm like, oh Archie. Why? Yeah, well, yeah, well, he was he was he was sexist. He was bigoted. He was sexist, racist, uh, homophobic, racist, homophobic. I, I, I mean, xenophobic. Just, just, yes, every the every list, phobic. Every phobic. He just was. About. He was. Yeah, and yet the American audience, the American audience, loved him up. Him they loved up. him. So, because they, I think. One of the beautiful things that I love about Norman Lear is that he'll take these characters and he'll make them do awful things, but he'll still make them likable. Yeah. And, you know, even... There are certain episodes of Maud, there are certain episodes of All in the... Not All in the Family. Well, yeah, All in the Family. Mm -hmm. Like, Norman Lear had a... uh, Norman Lear... I say this. Chuck Lorre is the Norman Lear of today. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Chuck Lorre has so many sitcoms. Mm-hmm. So many sitcoms under his belt. And Norman Lear had a lot of sitcoms a lot under of sitcoms. his belt. Yeah, he, and he changed, he changed the face of American television. Yes, he did. He very much did. And God bless him, he's still alive today. Oh, is he? Yes, he is. I didn't know that. Norman Lear, I think he's... I God. think he's... I'm pretty sure he's either 99? Wow. Yeah, him, Rob Reiner, Betty White... Uh, who else is somebody that's up there? Mel Brooks is still kicking. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> just all these, all these marvelous, marvelous actors and directors and producers that we've known for years still, still kicking and still. I, I even think that that Mel Brooks is uh, producing. I could be wrong, and I could be wrong in saying this, but I think he's also producing a. Um, I think a history of the world part one musical. Really, that wouldn't surprise me. I think I think that's. I I remember hearing something about that. And then uh, you know, there's also the possibility that he's retiring. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? It's it's funny though talking about all the the uh, things about Archie. You know, racist, homophobic, xenophobic. There, not only did he use that term about you know African Americans, but even to Mike. He used a he a, uses, a term he, about him being Polish, yeah. a term that you know is that is very much frowned upon. In yes, society. and I mean, and, and he said these things, and you know, and uh, people just they you know the audience laughed. They were rolling up in the in the aisles, and and you know it's really it's really something because I've had I've had a number of conversations with with friends of mine where we'll have the conversation and like, can we please stop using the excuse? It was made, uh, no, what the, what the heck is the phrase? It's a certain phrase where it was a product of its time. Of its time, yeah. <clears throat> a product of its time. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I don't like... That, that is such a very difficult thing as a white queer person to, mm-hmm. I guess, grapple Wait with. Wait because... You're queer? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my Who god. Knew? Who get, knew? get me out of here. <laughs> I do love that joke. I love that joke so much. But uh, but as as two white queer individuals, mm, yes. it's very challenging to sort of have that discussion because we have not lived that life. No. Nope. So we cannot we can only speak on it from what we've seen mm-hmm. and that's 
That's the story on that. Yes. I would love for us to have that conversation with somebody down the line at some point. I, maybe we can get LaBelle on the show at one Absolutely, point. Absolutely, yeah. And we, we can certainly address address that with her. Yeah. And I, I just feel like when it came to sitcoms, especially during the 70s, there were a lot of things that were addressed. Oh, yeah. There were a lot of things that were addressed yes. from from 70 to right up until like 80, 81, 82. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, even during the 80s, there were definite, the 80s, the, like every single era since the 70s, there have sort of been more focus on on issues affecting different communities. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm very excited to see a continuation of that. I want to see a continuation of um, having having focus be put on on these issues affecting different different communities. No, it's 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 funny because there was something that happened recently. I was talking with someone, and we were saying how um, um, <clears throat> a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that I do is is like um, we have like um, you know spoof character things yeah. and and all that. And and somebody said, oh, it would be great if you could have like uh, Ms. Swan from Man TV. And I was I was like. Oh my god! I hadn't thought about that character in like so so long. Who was it was you know was so funny when watching it at the time. But I'm like, wow, that character would be so wrong yeah. to do in today's climate. You know, correct. You know, making fun of like, of an but person. but also during in in and the character's not that long the ago. The character's not that long ago. Um. There was also another character that I was watching, and um, uh, the character's name was Jewel Baroni mm. from from Mad TV, uh, created by Mary Shearer, and the character was a smoker, mm-hmm. but she sounded like this, <laughs> and <laughs> obviously, obviously, very like Italian, an older woman. Like crazy bouffant hair. She sounded like Big Ange. She sounded exactly like Big Ange. And it was just... Watching that, I'm like, there are people today that that are like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, is it funny or is it problematic? And there's there's constantly, for years, there's going... For years and from years years on, there's going to constantly be the discussion of, is it funny or is it problematic? Mm -hmm. And, you know, even in drag, Mm -hmm. there are some people that'll ask... Well, I'm going to perform this number. Is it wrong that I, as as such and such, am doing this number? Right. Like there are to- there are so many queens that are like, I want to perform, and I am telling you from uh, from Dream, Dream Girls. Girls. Yes. And there are some people that oh, I won't perform it now. Right. I the only time I, I will sing it if it comes Same. on the radio, I will I, sing it. Yeah. But I, will I will not s- perform it. Yeah. You I know, will not I would perform it. I would not have a problem with singing it live. Yeah. But I would never like lip sync like a you know. Yeah, somebody else's. It's the same version. thing with um, what was that one number from Hairspray? I know where I've been. Mm, That's right. another one I won't touch. Yeah, no. There are just certain characters and certain songs that just a person like me should just not right not touch because right. it's not for me. Mm, yeah, it was not a song that was written for me. It was right. a song that was written for another type of person. Right. And I feel like the older we get and the you know the the more there's an evolution of time and so on and so forth, there'll be more of those conversations where it's like, well, can I? Oh, I can't. Okay, that's fine. And right. move on. But there are some people that you say that and it's like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Yeah. I 
I do not begrudge you. You, right. sort of, you take your life and fate into your own hands. Yeah, I personally would never tell somebody, oh, you can't do that. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm like, you know, whatever somebody decides to do, you know, they make the decision. They make they, you, Every day you wake up and you make a choice. Exactly. And whether you choose violence or not is entirely up to you. Please don't choose violence. Please don't choose whatever violence. Do. Please don't choose violence. Please don't. Um... But these are these are all things that sort of happen based off of this one episode. Yes, and it's the introductory episode to the character. Mm-hmm. So for all of these things that we've mentioned to sort of be addressed in this one episode, I mean, again, it's re- like I will repeat this until my dying day. I am still very saddened that Maud does not do all of that well in syndication. I think you could maybe catch Maud on like cozy TV at like twelve in the afternoon or twelve midnight or mm-hmm. some of that. You can only, but you see the you see all in the family all the time. The Jeffersons, oh, all over. Um, even like good times. Good times. You'll see. Uh, what else will you see a lot of in syndication that does well from the 70s? Oh, from the 70s? Um, the Brady Bunch. The Bra- Obviously uh, the Brady Bunch. I mean, Even the Partridge family you'll the see Partridge a lot family. of. Family. Yeah, yeah. A, lo- a lot of those very vanilla, you know... Vanilla, not so controversial. Not controversial, not threatening. I mean, I think the, the, the most, you know... Biggest like issue on the part of yeah. family was when they all got sprayed by the skunk and had to take a bath in tomato juice, so they, <laughs> so they didn't stink for their gig. <laughs> that's you know that's another thing that we'll definitely that we'll definitely touch on. That when it came uh, when it came to certain things on Maud, uh, like there were things that were written that I knew that B. Arthur wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'll give you a great example. There was one episode where Arthur wanted Maud to perform, I think, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious for a uh, for a show. Uh-huh. And uh, Maud was like, "Why? Why are we doing that?" And Arthur's like, oh well, I love it. It's it's so fun. It's so it's so fresh. It's so it's so great. And then Maud's like, of course you like it. It thoroughly repels me. <laughs> and uh, then she ends up saying, uh, like Arthur, don't you know that you've said five four letter words? Because I mean, you four letter a four letter word back in the seventies was actually a bad four letter word. A curse, yeah, like a swear. And uh, just it it really is one of those things where it's like I hate vanilla. I can't stand vanilla. I, I, I'm i always the type of person that, even when it comes to arguments with my own family, I am very liberal. I am very much like this. They you? All, they, no. Me? A liberal? How impossible. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. But I'm, I'm also like, on the internet, I'm very outspoken. If you see me in my house, I'm a totally, totally different person. I'm very quiet. You wouldn't believe it that I am. I believe it. Um, but that's that's just... And when I, when I was watching one, I'm like, this is a woman who is very much in charge of her own destiny. Mm-hmm. She's had four husbands. She doesn't give a frick about it. She... One of the things that Norman Lear did was he called Maud a... And this is... This is Norman Lear's words, a bullshit liberal. Mm -hmm. And what he meant by that was, and it was the same thing with Archie. Like, you're taking this really crass, 
um, verbose, um, foul-mouthed individual, and you're making him a likable character. Right. He did ve- he did something very similar with Maud, where he would take this very militant, strong, liberal feminist, but still give her the mentality, uh, not so much the mentality, but give her the morals of a housewife from the 50s, where she would say things and, like, double back on herself. And she would do things and then say, oh, well, no, I didn't mean that. Right. Well, he, he humanized He humanized the because there, there are people in everyone's lives that have, like, you know, these views yeah. that are, you know, the opposite of yours, but for some reason or another... You're still, you know, you still may be friends with them yeah. or it's family and you, and you still... And you can't do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's sort, of, it's sort of like that. It wasn't... They weren't one note. Yeah. They were not one note characters. Yeah. They were layers. They were layers. Yes. Like an onion. Like an onion. Oh, like an onion. <laughs> Layered like an onion. Oh, onions. I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> I can go for a blooming onion. So seldom do I go to Outback Steakhouse. I never. I Sponsor never us, never Outback. Sponsor yes. us. <laughs> oh, we're trying to get this. Oh, I love. I love them. Yes, I eat there every day. So that's that is that is definitely where 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 Maud takes us really, and it's the, it's the same again. The sitcoms of the seventies were very human. Yes. Like I look, I look at sitcoms from the '70s and I compare it to Blackish. I compare it to um, what's another good example of a very, very humanizing uh, uh, television sitcom that isn't so dramatic. That is dramatic, but still has like a lot of a lot of humor in it. Um, I would, you know, actually, I would say Facts of Life. Oh well, no! Well, Facts, Facts of Life is Facts of well, Life. That was in eighties. That was in the eighties. That was in eighties. But like it, when it started, it was very uh, simplistic, and but then as it went along, as they it, actually at, dealt yes, with some did. with some serious issues, like you know premarital sex and uh-huh. um, you know uh, uh, even like I remember um, there was one episode. Sorry, we're going into into the Facts it's of Life. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, and, listen, that one of the beautiful things about Maud is that Maud was. In the 70s. And Maud sort of broke the mold for female characters. Yes. Um, like, you look at you look at Maud and then you see all of these other strong, militant female characters that have sort of grown out of that sitcom. Mm-hmm. And, like, there were a lot of people that felt that she was sort of like Joan of Arc. Where she oh, was yeah. just this, this yeah. sword and shield carrying, like, paragon. Yes. And we can obviously, like, compare Maud to the characters in The Facts of Life. We can say that Carol is very much like characters in The Facts of Life. Mm-hmm. We can say that uh, Vivian is even certain characters in The Facts of Life. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's just part of it. We're right. obviously going to be talking about more than just Maud. No, but... I mean, we can... We, that's, she's our primary She focus. is the primary focus. I mean, all springs from Maud. Exactly. <laughs> All springs from lettuce worship, but I mean, but it's it's true though. Like like we've said, if you looked at any any um, protagonist female character from before from before the seventies, even you had these very doting, mm-hmm. very quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the exception of um, Alice from the Honeymooners, yeah. 
With the exception of Alice on the Honeymooners, like, yeah. but even Alice was like still very. She would never tell. She would never call um, Ralph the son of a bitch. Oh no. She would never like be foul mouthed. Right. She would just be shrill. Yeah. But Maud was like uh, everything and then some, just mm-hmm. screaming at the top of her lot like the. <laughs> one of my one of my friends, Summer Orlando, fabulous drag queen. When we started doing when we started doing Maud Life, because Summer was my thing again. Um, we ended up talking about what we wanted to do for the live, like what episodes we wanted to do do a stage mm-hmm. reading of. And uh, he was like, I'm going to watch all, I'm going to watch all first, I'm going to watch all episodes in the first season because mm-hmm. it's readily available mm-hmm. and I can watch it. And then we, we reconvened and he's like, I need headphones because listening to Maud scream so much, it literally affected my hearing. Oh, God. And it was one of those moments of time where I'm like, that makes sense. Because throughout most of the first two seasons of Maud, B. Arthur just always was screaming for some reason. Hmm. She just had this big, booming theatrical presence, which doesn't make any kind of sense at all. Oh, no. Like, if you look at her body of work, it doesn't make any sense at all. No. And you know, it seemed like... Maud came from that sort of lineage of what I think of the you know the 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 big broad character yeah. yes. from you know movies mm-hmm. you know that she was like direct descendant yes of, of that those like very much so you know not the not the glamour girl not the the ingenue definitely not the ingenue. you know the the big broad character that was be like like you know that led with their hey chests. honey led with, led with their chests yes these women who these women who in fact led with their chests mm. and i even I, I won't say that it's like divine because when did pink flamingos come out 74 something like that yeah it was it was but i mean even 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 in certain drag characters like Divine broke the mold mm-hmm. in a very similar fashion the way Maud did. Because prior to Divine, drag queens were very, um, drag queens were very like. They, they really were more female impersonators. They were more female impersonators than they were camp queens. General, like, I remember, you know, like years ago, mm-hmm. if like somebody was doing drag, they would get asked, oh, who do you do? Meaning, because it was like it was always assumed when you were doing drag, well, you were doing Marilyn Monroe, or you were doing Bette Midler, or yeah. you were doing Diana Ross, or you know, it was always, you know, that was sort of it. That if you were doing drag, you were pretty much doing like a, you know, another character, mm-hmm. and it did. It was like with Divine, that was where it was sort of like Divine was Divine, divine was Divine. Divine was not doing anyone else. So it's very similar to yeah, it is. It is very similar to. Oh, oh. someone's getting a phone call. <gasps> someone's getting a phone call, and he. Didn't, I should have. I she didn't that. lower her phone. I can't believe she I didn't did mute that. her phone. I can't believe I did that. I don't know who it is. The most. Not, the most. Speaking un- to them. Welcome to God will get you for that, Walter. God, the most professional. God, God will get. God will get me for that. God will get you for that. God will get me for that. So. <laughs> It really, it really is similar. It really, truly is similar when you look at when you look at Maud, and then to just see the body of work that has led from that sitcom. So for it to not, <laughs> I feel like I've said this about four times. To see it not stay in syndication or do well in syndication is a crock. It's a crime. I think it's a crock and a crime. It's a crime. So let's let's note 
continue on now with the episode. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening? Yes, is uh, at the at the very end. At the very end, they're Maud, all better. They're all better, and Maud is the one that's sick. Yes. And she's still there at the and house. And she's still there, and Archie is still unsure of what to do with himself. Exactly, exactly. And again, it's just, it's brilliant writing like that that gives the show staying power, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I loved it because it gave it gave Archie more of a reason to be miserable. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that was, that was the... A lot of, you know, the theme of All in the Family was always these other characters that were coming in to uh, oppose Archie. Yes. And, like, you know, call him out on, on, on his views. That was how they got the Jeffersons. Yeah. And, again, it was another one of the reasons why Good Times happened, because mm-hmm. Maud had Florida. Had Florida. And Florida was a fabulous foil for Maud. Mm-hmm. Because Florida would put Maud in her place. Right, right. And I feel like that's just what happens. Like, you'll... <laughs> If you want to be a success in Hollywood, just be a great foil to the lead character. Of course. That's all. That's all yeah. that's needed. But don't show them up. But don't <laughs> never show them up. Because you might get your own sitcom at that point. <laughs> that was, well, that was what happened with, uh, remember, remember Alice, the show Alice with Alice, Alice. Yeah. And uh, uh, Polly Holiday became so popular as Flo. Yeah. They had to spin her off. But what happens sometimes is when a character gets spun off, they re- it just does not always work. It doesn't. It, it doesn't and well. and the show and her, her show flow. Yeah, it didn't. It, it didn't, didn't work. do well. It didn't do well. It didn't do well at all. It really didn't. And then you look at Mary Tyler Moore and Rhoda. Right. Yeah. But Rhoda did well. In, Rhoda, Rhoda did it does, okay. It does okay. It I'm not gonna okay. say. It did, I'm not gonna say it does well like Mary. You Tyler know what happened did. with Rhoda was like they the very first season like they they married her and it was like. It was sort of like, wait, who, you know, this isn't, this isn't yeah. Rhoda. We don't know who this, you know, Rhoda was always this, this single woman who, you know, had such bad luck with dating. And that, that for her to marry in the first uh, season, you know, her husband, Joe, played by David Grow. See, I remember all this stuff because I watched it. <laughs> I watched it, you know, and it was just sort of like, you know. She was there when the dark magic was created. Exactly. <laughs> And Phyllis had her own uh, short-lived sitcom too. They spun yeah. her off, mm-hmm. and again, they you know there was something about you, when you spin off a character. There's some, only there's only so much you can do. Yeah, sometimes the magic just isn't there. Norman Lear had great luck though, but he was able to. Spin Norman Lear had very good luck characters. with his because again he had, let's see, he had all in the family. All in the family. Maud. Maud. Good times. Good times. The Jeffersons. Jeffersons. I don't remember what Different else. Strokes. Oh, he did Different Strokes I'm too? pretty sure he did Different Strokes. Oh, and of course, well, fa- and Facts of Life. And Facts of Life. They spun off from Different Strokes. No. No? 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 Wait. Wait. <laughs> we have to research. We have to research that. No, I think it was... Wait, hold on now. Oh, we're gonna. We're, have, gonna we, we're going to Google this because now I'm curious. We have to Google this. I'm very curious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> la, 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 la. And of course, mm. my phone is not on 4G because why? Because I didn't, oh, I didn't oh, give him the, the Wi-Fi pad. Maid isn't there, and they're supposed to be having these people over. So Blair just starts like you know cooking, mm-hmm. and her her stuck up friends are like you know. What's, what what are, are you doing? doing? You know, and Joe has a sort of a similar. Uh, instance with her friends where you know they want to do something that's you know not quite good and not quite legal legal or something and she's like no I'm not I'm not doing that you know and and it's like 
And then, you know, they the two girls both realize that, you know, they've sort of like, you know, they, they've changed, like, having, you know, because they got thrown together. Like, in, in the second season, they, cha- they changed up the, the whole thing, and it was mm-hmm. really just concentrating on the four girls. And Mrs. Garrett going, girls, girls. Well, that was <laughs> that was honestly one of the reasons why uh, Charlotte Ray left the show, and and Cloris Leachman and Cloris Leachman came in. Came in. What the reason why was because Charlotte Ray wasn't the focus. Ah, Mrs. Garrett was no longer the focus. the focus. It was all about the four girls. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those moments where I'm like, okay, as an older actress, you take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> You take them both and there you have. The facts of Hollywood. The facts of Hollywood. <laughs> and uh, it really... But, you know, we'll... Obviously, we'll talk about this in a, in a later episode. Later. There's, there's, a, there's, a lot to, there's a lot to unpack when it comes so to Maude. So much to discuss. But it was even one of the reasons why uh, Esther Roll and... Oh, what is his name? James? Not James McCoy. What is his name? John oh, Amos. John Amos, yes. John Amos. They yeah. both left the show because yes. JJ was getting... JJ to... Walker. Yeah. And Jimmy the... Walker, yeah. Jimmy Walker. And the Jimmy same Walker. thing happened with Family Matters. Yes. The mother... We were actually just talking about that yeah. recently, about, you know, um, the mother... Julia White yeah, huh? as Urkel. Like, in the second season, like, they brought... He controlled everything. The show went from being about the, the, that family... Went from being about Family to Matters being to being about Urkel. Urkel. And they were that not was too happy. I think it was around the fourth or fifth season that the mother whose name escapes me um, just up and left. She could she wouldn't come back for the show because it became all about yeah. Urkel. And they even like just eliminated one child. Yeah, I think they did. I, <laughs> you're right. I genuinely think you're right. Just, all of a sudden, just wasn't there anymore. Huh? So, we are reaching the end of our show. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who would have thought that, like, a 26-minute episode could Im- could invoke that much conversation? That much conversation. Oh, just wait. The next I episode know. is going... There's a lot. Because I'm, I'm remembering a lot of things that happened in that episode. But I'm very excited for this adventure. I hope you are, too. I had, I had a lot of fun in our... our I did! I our, did, too! Our initial outing of doing this. It's only podcast. going to make us closer friends. Of course. <laughs> Until we stab each other in the back. Until we stab each other in the back, you know. That's what drag queens do, you know. That's why I call myself a female impersonator. Oh, that was a female you were? But if you want to follow us, you can at the God Will Get You For That podcast, which will be posted where? It'll be in the it'll be in the comments. I'm not really sure. I know it's going to be as, in as many places as possible. So uh, most likely, you know, we'll we'll, fi- we'll we're we're going to get to that. So just for for, I'm thinking what's going to happen is we'll do the two parters as one episode. Mm-hmm. I think we'll do that. Does that that does that sound serviceable to you? The two parters. Two parters. Which two parters? Any two parters. Of Maud? Of Maud. Oh, yes. Okay, that makes say, sense. Rather, rather than focus on each episode individually, do the two-parters or even the three-parters. I think there was one episode that was three-parts. Oh, my goodness. And we'll, we can we can obviously we'll work it we'll out. We'll work it out. We'll work it out in editing. Um, but if you would like to follow me, you can at that Tom Catamull forms on social media from TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, all of it. I'm there. It's all good. It's all there. And if you would like to follow Tony, you can at uh, pretty much anything Tony Holmperm. And it's Tony... With an I. Tony with an I. 
Tony with an I when I'm when I'm. It's going that. to be her one woman show. Tony with an I. Tony with an I. <laughs> I like that. I think it's great. Oh, <laughs> I, quit, I, gotta, I gotta get on the phone with my lawyer <laughs> now. Oh my god. Tony with an I. Yes. But thank you so much for listening. Thank and you, everyone. We'll see you on the next. God will get you for that, Walter. Yes, we will. <laughs>